In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Welcome to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is Paul Rodriguez, Yo. international superstar skateboarder, one of my favorite people on earth. I told you I say that for all my guests, but I say it because I fucking mean it. <laughs> well, thank Cheers, you. brother. Cheers, brother. Thank you for coming to Whiskey Ginger. Thanks for having me. Um, legit, the uh, the reason that we know each other, uh, this is a comedian uh, pro skateboarder crossover. Um, your world and our world intersect because your dad mm-hmm. is a stand-up comic. Yeah. And you like comedians just fine. Uh, I, I grew up with the craft, them, man. right? In, yeah, I respect the craft so much; it's incredible. Well, I mean, and you being an, uh, a world-renowned skateboarder, and I was saying to you before, you've reinvented who you are in the game over the years. Which I think a lot of skaters Thanks. that stay along, that stay in it a long time, they get the they get the chance to do that over and over and over again. I think the best guys have to because you have to change with the times that's like you know we have to do the same shit right with any i was gonna say with anything to stay to stay good longevity yeah Yeah, to stay good and stay in it and um you know i I, like i told you before you're the one of the top 30 most influential skaters of all time and i believe that you know i believe that you got signed young right you got signed when you were how old well i guess to nike when i got signed i was 19 yeah that's that's crazy man yeah that's that's crazy and then you opened up Primitive, which is your own brand. Yes, right. Sir. Yeah, and uh, we just celebrated our tenth year anniversary. Yeet, yeet. Uh, in August, yes. That's dope. Yeah, thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. I can't you should be sending me more primitive stuff than dude. Oh, I don't even dude. know why we're talking about it now. I got your address now. So okay, it's dope. Too late. Yeah, send it. Box send. is coming. You can't stop it. Well, they don't let me sleep here. This is just temporary. <laughs> well, somebody's got to be here to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I'll have one. I'll have one of the interns <laughs> do that. So you, um, you know, you you grew up in in, in new stand up comedy, which is so wild yeah, to me. And why yeah. we did this show together for Go Ninety for a mm-hmm. second. You were a guest on this show that I did. You were nice enough to do that. You grew up with, you know, your father, who Paul Rodriguez, for people that don't know, is his father. Same name, different cat. Uh, he he was he is so big in the stand up comedy world, so well respected, such like a legend in our game. You grew up around stand up comics in your life as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like it was so common for you, right? Yeah, man, it was it was especially when I was real young. I didn't grasp the significance. Right. I mean, I knew that like I was real selfish at the young age because I just anytime he would take me anywhere, people would crowd around him and and like we would go eat food and the uh, the servers from the kitchen would always come out and just stand at the table and talk with him or we would go oh, to yeah. Disneyland. We can never get to. A, I would be so frustrated by this because he took all your time. It took all your time. It took all my time with him, which was already limited. Yeah, it's hard. Know? But now, getting older and having not quite the notoriety he had, but like similar, like I realized how much I picked up and learned from him, how he treated people, how right. he acted with people who came up to him. So much of that was just subconsciously absorbed at a young age. That's wild. Which like came well, that's, in handy. Well, that's crazy because it must hit this threshold where you became famous, quote unquote, whatever people's label wants to be of that, well known, mm-hmm. and while he's famous, there must have been this kind of crossing over of like people saw you and him and knew both of you. you yeah. Know? Oh, That's a trip, right? It's a it's super trip, especially now because like I'm a little older in the skate game. So it's like multiple generations. So many people come to me like, hey, I love you. And my parents love your dad. Oh, and that's it's just cool. Like, it's just like such a, uh, 
combined. A, a gen, your generational uh, satisfaction is that's that's huge, man. Did you did your what, did your grandpa do anything dope too? My grandpa, he was a dope dude, but nothing like uh, on a fame level. He wasn't he, professional he, and famous and nah, none of that but stuff. he was a, he was a slick dude, man. He was a fun. What did your sharp. grandpa do? What's the lineage of your family? Uh, well, they were migrant farm workers, from yeah. what I know, straight from Mexico. Immigrated when my dad was a baby. Uh, migrant farm workers going from town to, during the whole like Cesar Chavez type era yeah. and all that. Like, um, and they moved to L.A. Moved to L.A. where my dad ended up growing up in Compton. His formative years were in Compton, so they were they were there forever until my dad finally uh, ended up making some money, and then he moved them up north um, to a city called Dinuba, which is kind of by Fresno. By I never Fort heard of that in my life. Way. Dinuba. Dinuba. It's just a farming town. California has a huge chunk of like farmland. People don't know yeah. when you drive from like L.A. to San Francisco. There's so yeah. much farmland, and they all got weird ass names. Yeah. Dinuba, Dinuba, to Larry, to Larry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just two cats named Larry. <laughs> just go over here and to Larry, man. Two Larry around. That's where Two Chain got his name from. That's Two Larry. Yeah, Two Chain took that shit from Two Larry. <laughs> two Larry. Larry squared. Yeah, and all and, and and there's so much dead land up there that people don't know about. This all farmland. So they moved up there, and then when did they come to to LA? LA. They came Back. to LA. No, they're still there. Oh, really? My dad still owns that land. All his brothers and sisters are up there. Still live on that same property he bought in the early '80s from my grandparents. Because you know, my grandpa was a migrant farm worker for so many years. Yeah. My dad made some money. He said, "You know what, Dad? Fuck that. I'm buying you your own farm." Oh, that's cool. And you can have your own. See, farm. That's like the dream is to be able to buy yourself, buy your parents something when you when you make it. Our generation, though. It's so fucking impossible now because everything's so expensive. I, I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even buy my parents a condo in L.A. Right. So buy them a one bed one Especially bath in L.A. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gosh, ridiculous. Property taxes. But that yeah. was like the old American dream. Is like oh, I can make my parents retire. I, I have no I have no hope of that whatsoever because I know how insane that would be. <laughs> I don't have that kind of cash ever coming in. Uh, my parents better keep their ass working. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Get back to the back to the work. Back that's to right. the work because I'm not writing that check. No chance. <laughs> oh, so they man, own that, that, and then does your dad live in L.A. now or no? Yeah, he lives in Studio City. Okay, so he yeah. still lives here. Yeah, he still yeah. lives here. But he owns all that land up north. He owns it's about forty acres up north. Yeah. What got you? Now I want to kind of like get into the, the to the skate brain of yeah, you as a kid. Like, what was the first? What was the first notion you had, or who's the first person that you saw that were like, I want to skate so bad, I want to be like that, or I want to do that? Who was that? So. This is about a year and a half before I actually really started skating. I was in the grocery store with my mother. This must. This was 1994. And how old were you in 94? I was nine years old. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was in the grocery store with my mom, and we went by the magazine section, and it was a Thrasher magazine. Mm-hmm. And it was Mike Carroll on the cover. Um, I believe he was doing a kickflip. Uh, I forget exactly somewhere up north, San Francisco area, and he had won Skater of the Year that year. Oh wow. And for some reason, just like that, the photo of the kickflip just to me was just like, stood out. How do they do that? Yeah. Like I had to know. So I just asked my mom if she can buy me that magazine. And so I just, I sat there and I just looked through it. I didn't know, I didn't know what trick was, I didn't know anything. I just thought it was the coolest stuff. And then there was the ads for all the different skate companies and the graphics were so amazing. And I was just like kind of really into it. And I think that's where the seed really got planted. Right. In Thrasher so, Magazine. For, yeah. for people that don't know, Thrasher Magazine, one of the most popular skateboarding magazines of all time, was, I mean, we all had it. All, I mean, all, everybody every, now knows. Everybody yeah. sees the Thrasher shirts everywhere. Huge, yeah. It's huge. Well, it's almost become like a, a, a subculture of itself. Even yeah. if people don't really know what that was or represented, they were, Thrasher's just like, the symbolism is big. It, it's like this kind of grimy skate rat culture thing that people associate. But when I was a kid, it was like the ultimate dreamscape because you, wa- you would see these huge spreads 
um, of people doing tricks and it was it was just so it was just unbelievably hard to aspire to even do any of that shit for me because I was dog shit at skateboarding I was terrible <laughs> Well, I think I got a, I think I got a heel flip out, and I was like, "That's it, I could retire." That you did one at my house. I did a heel flip at your house. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. exactly. That's the only shit. That's right. right. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I can that's still do right. a fucking heel flip. But um, but it was such an iconic magazine that just kind of what the image driven was so so tantalizing as a kid to be like, I wish I could do all this shit, mm-hmm. and it was it was almost a dare. It was almost like, can you? I dare you to try to do this shit. Right. I dare you to try to get good enough to try any of this stuff, which was you know incredible i understand how you get lost away in that something at nine years old and you're like i want to do that real real bad yeah i just thought it was the coolest thing ever and still like i didn't actually start skating for another two and a half three years since did your mom get you a board did you ask for a skateboard for christmas or something no like that? i didn't at that point at that point i just kept going about my normal at that point i was really into playing guitar i wanted to be in a band i don't want i wanted to be like Jimi hendrix and kurt cobain i want to have a sick band yeah yeah and then what would your band would have named what would the name would have been uh we were called zenith oh you had one yeah after zenith the, after the tv after the tv band. <laughs> 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 you, come, you get sued by the tv company oh, yeah i was know. rca my band was called rca man <laughs> but funny. but but you um you know you obviously when you started skating that became like your life right that became oh, like your dude. love yeah. that was everything that's everything i've ever talked to any pro skater they say like the moment that they started that was it. It was like everything changed. Every hour of the day was dedicated to it. Absolutely. Now, did you, you were you a school skipper and shit, or did you stay in school and do the right thing? You know what? I'm a, such a, um, I dude. I'm just I, like I was just such. A, I never got in trouble. I was just such you were a, a good straight, kid, narrow yeah. kid, dude. Like I was the opposite. I was such a piece of shit. <laughs> I was such a punk, dude. But like, like as an adult, I kind of envy not having somewhat of a rebellious phase, and I envy. I never not once ditched school. I was so terrified, like. Of, of, you never ditched school once. I didn't ditch school. But was it because of the wrath of your dad? Do you think like dad no, was going to that ass? My see, I didn't see my dad often enough that now as an adult, my theory is, when I did see him, he maybe felt subconsciously like guilty for not seeing me as much. I, I could do. You anything. got away with murder. I could do murder, and yeah. he would not say shit. Yeah. My mom would. You know, I was with her every day, so she was forming me. Um. So, but I am a high school dropout. Oh, you are. I am. So it's like, but. I was not a good student. Like I didn't get good grades, but I never ditched school. I never, when did you drop out? I dropped out when I was seventeen because I had turned professional. Oh, your sophomore sophomore pro. year in high school is that what it is? So it, it junior. Yes and no. So when I went to uh, high school in ninth grade, I went to high school, and then in tenth grade, I started going to high school, but I um, became an amateur skateboarder like a couple months into tenth grade, and I finally. Um, wore my mom down and begged her like can i please get home studies can i please get home studies if you give me home studies i can skate more i can get better i can turn pro faster i just i was just yeah honor every day and, and she believed this. in you yes and then finally she's like she saw i got like a real sponsor right and she was like okay okay so then that was when i was about 16 i went to homeschool about a year and then when i when i was 17 i became professional started making my own money right my mom wanted to move i actually moved her to a place was paying her bills you set up your parent your mom my mom yeah That's i stayed dope. in the house i grew up in because i didn't want to leave i loved the house my dad owned the house so he let me stay there i moved my mom out oh, wow. paid her rent and so now i'm 17 i'm on my own a house full of just my friends moved in just skaters just partying yeah well no at that age it was just skate party you were keeping it you get you no one was drinking skating. and sh- okay not yet not yet at that point and so uh so then i was 17 i'm pro my mom i'm paying my mom's bills i'm like 
fuck this. Who's going to hold me accountable? I'm not going to school no more. Right. So I just stopped going to home studies. And, you know, my, my mom, you know, she would guilt trip me. I'm sorry, mom. Like, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, trust me, I'm, I'm going to do great at this. Right. And my dad, you know, she would call my dad and bitch him out. Like, you got to talk to your son. He's not going to school. And my dad, he was a college dropout. He's a guy following his dreams. To, right. And I, I had him locked in. So he, he would, son, you know, your mom, yeah, I think you should really go to school. What are you going to do if, you know, the skateboard thing doesn't work? I was like, what'd you tell your parents? Yeah. You know, it, that you're going to tell jokes for a living. You know, these these are people who don't even know English. Farmers. Migrant farm workers. Yeah, people that work with their them. hands. And you're like, I'm just going to go tell dick jokes. Yeah. So for I was money. like, so he had, I had him cornered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had nothing. Do, yeah, he had nothing on you. It's always good to have leverage on your parents, yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> know yeah. that if you ever want to, if you ever really want something, just get some leverage on mom and dad. So yeah. he couldn't. I mean, did you ever get your GED? Did you ever go back? No, and, no, no. never. Mm-mm. Yeah, and you're doing just fine. And actually, not that this is a lesson learned, but no, it's so funny. I wouldn't but it's encourage like, that for everyone, but it I worked think, for you. Yes, it worked for me. And the moral of it is, like, I'm sure you you feel this when you know, you know. When you mm. feel it, you feel it. Oh, dude, yeah. I went out to I went to college out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just I just felt like I should have. I was just like, ah, I'm supposed to be here doing this yeah, thing. Society brainwashes you like it has to be this. Yeah, way. they made me feel like I was supposed to do it. But I mean, I mean, I do this for a living, so it's kind. Of, I mean, like I fuck around for a living. I mean, I have to use my brain, obviously. But it's like, but but I nothing that I learned in school other than people skills, other than interpersonal communication. I mean, I fucking algebra. I dude, I still math. Science was like somewhat interesting to me, but I was like, well, I don't know, man. Science was pretty cool, actually. It was, it was cool, but yeah. I didn't want to be judged about how much I knew about no, it. No, 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 no. That should be school. Should be how much do you know? And you're like, not a lot. They're like, that's all right. But do you like it? You're like, yeah, I like some of it. Yeah. But just, but you know, cool. for you, you dropped out because it was a ne- it was a necessity. Like you had to tour. You had to be on the road. You had to be doing stuff. I mean, I didn't have to. Like my other friends, my age, and other guys who I had met through the skate circuit, my age, who were also making their way into pros. A lot of them still went to school and graduated and did all that. Oh, damn. But, I, dude, I just... It wasn't for you. It just was not for me. Who were other pros that you came up with as a kid that you kind of saw the way uh, your way in yeah, with? Yeah, Mikey Taylor. Mike Taylor's, uh, yeah. Justin Case, uh, Kevin Long, Spanky. Spanky Long, um, right. Who else did we... Uh, Tori Pudwell. Um, it's funny for me to know all these names because I was so... Like, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I, Tom Penny was like the coolest guy oh, who dude. I think ever existed. He's my hero still. Yeah. He was the cool... A lot of people don't know who he is. I was no. talking to these guys here at the studio and they were like, never heard of him ever. That breaks my heart, man. Well, it's also because they were a lot younger, the generational thing. I don't think they would have... I don't think a lot of people in the young 20s would know who that is, you know? No, absolutely. I, I But I remember that flipboard so vividly. The Cheech and Chong. Yeah, man. It was so cool. I, it was like... The cartoon, the cartoonishness of it was so cool looking, and the mushroom, the the Tom Penny mushroom board, all that stuff was so like embedded into the psyche of my brain of what was cool about skateboarding that I think I'll take that with me forever. I think it influences everything I do today, even if I don't realize it. But the taste and style of things that I like today are almost always based on skate culture when I was a kid, because all that shit was all I used to love. It was all I focused on. It was everything I like. I loved. I loved everything about it. So. It's so funny because it just has bled its way into other things that I do That's now that cool. I'm getting older. But yeah, That's Tom, so cool. Tom to me, Tom Penny was one of the coolest people I'd ever seen. We were talking about guys For that sure. I love today um, and the dynamics of what people can do today tech-wise mm-hmm. was always, it's so so Unreal. crazy compared to what people used to do when I was light a kid. Light years, it's light years. Oh different. yeah, nobody, nobody was, Rodney Mullen was like the most tech dude I've ever seen. Yeah. But that's also because it was such a specific genre of tech, right. you know? Yeah. But now... 
you know, you know, Chris Haslam to me is like one of those dudes that I think is is just like absurdly he's good, incredibly yeah. gifted, incredibly creative. Yeah, I yeah, his br- his brain really, works different, right? His brain really works different. Like I get really jealous of people with that kind of creative brain because I'm kind of like a really plain and simple kind of thing. But like he really thinks outside of the box. There's like uh, Richie Jackson's another. Yeah, guy. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he's in my mind is like the most creative dude in skateboarding of course day one rodney of course because he yeah. invented everything he's thomas edison of skateboarding yeah he like, really is even still really he is. puts up today for people day one day one song still does videos today 100%. of stuff that i i'm still mind blown about on instagram every day he like puts something new up and he skates every day and tries to put like yeah it's fascinating to follow man because i've never seen someone that would be like a comedian like me putting up a joke every other day or so a brand new joke that i tr- that i crafted and put it out there and we do do shit like that uh-huh. but it's just it takes such unbelievable like a, 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 a had to have that propensity to like commit bang bang yeah. bang everything like go 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 and never stop and the crazy part about it is day one is at least 43 he's 106 yeah and, and, <laughs> by the way just quick side note fact yeah. i have a great grandma who's still alive who is 106 shut up right now dead serious Should what is it so if it's black doesn't crack what's brown just brown doesn't go down is that what it is oh i like that brown does not brown go down. don't frown but brown don't frown brown don't go down <laughs> black don't crack but brown don't go down yeah and white is um tight white's in trouble okay yeah, <laughs> yeah white's white's and white's <laughs> fucked hey, what are you white you're fucked yo so some you know, a couple of the guys that you came up with now are a lot of those guys are still doing it still doing yeah, their thing and still yeah. still skating and still in the scene and you've seen the scene change now too there's so many young guys i remember um um i remember watching like you know like what they would when they were like skate rats in the scene like young guys like Nigel. mm-hmm and yeah. now he's I mean he's a grown man oh, right now he's the king but it's so funny to, to I remember when he was like the young kid on yeah on Element. on Element and he yeah. was this and, and to watch him at competitions or stuff or on on yeah. TV I was like look at how tiny this little this cool little dude his, is his hair was bigger than him yeah it was dude he had those huge dreads <laughs> yeah. and then now he's I mean I don't know I don't know how else to say it I follow him online yeah, too just the he's he's legit. He's, yeah, he's I mean, he's it's, it's cool to watch people grow in 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 your industry because I think everyone likes to step outside of their own industry. Like, I love comedy. I love stand up, but I love things like that divulging into those worlds because it's you know it's so interesting. And it's so not me. You know, it takes me away from my world when I pop in a skate video. I mean, that's how I feel about your world. Yeah, it's like, wild, right? You know, especially I had to I had the privilege of like seeing it from the inside. You know, to a degree, but like never actually being able to quite do it but like i just i appreciate the hell out of it dude. who did you kick who did you who did you appreciate who did you not know to appreciate when you were a kid that you got to kick it with it now you're older you're like holy shit he used to come around my and i used to see him with my dad yeah yeah yeah. well my dad used to take me to the old comic reliefs so i got to hang with those are cool billy crystal robin williams uh whoopi goldberg in those in that era and like i'm just a little dude like you didn't comprehend any of it no 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 my i just was like I just knew that I had access to all the VIP areas and like they were busy doing their thing and so I got to hang out and cause trouble and nobody would do anything to me about it, you know, like. Who, who was the coolest to you when you were a kid? Do you remember someone that was, that was really cool to you? Mr. T. Mr. T was Mr. the coolest? Mr. T was <laughs> super cool. Uh, I have this memory, it was, I think it was 1988, uh, Christmas parade that they have every year, the KCAL 5 at that time, it was KTLA 5 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was Christmas parade one year, and I remember um, 
my dad was doing interviews and stuff and i was at the little table they had us with and mr t was at our table right and um I, him and my dad were cool and um i remember i was like four or five and i was like i gotta go to the bathroom mom i gotta go to the bathroom so bad and mr t was just like come on little man i'll take you he picked me up put me over his shoulders i'm sitting on his mountain you got of gold to chains. sit on fucking mr t's shoulders yeah, yeah i'm sitting on his mountain of gold chains and he's walking me to the bathroom, and I'll never forget. This is when Full House was popping, right? Right. And I was watching it every TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. You yeah, know? man. And I remember I saw, um, um, I, I forget her name now, but Stephanie Tanner, right? And I was yeah, on yeah, Mr. Yeah. T's shoulders, and I was like, hi, Stephanie. <laughs> like, we must have been, like, the <laughs> same age. And she just looked at me like a weirdo. You're like, like, I'm on a huge, <laughs> cool black dude. Yeah. So he took me over there. He, he brought me down. He's like, run in there, little man. Do your business. And I just, do your business. Yeah, just do your there. business, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I, I got there, you, little man. Went to the restaurant. I came out, picked me right back up, took me back to my mom. I was like, "This is." Mr. Yeah. T was so cool too when oh, we were this kids. Is he was like a team. He had his car to everything. Like, I mean, I remember that like crystal clear. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. T. Mr. Any T. were there any comics that you remember that you liked when you were a kid? Uh, Stand ups. I mean, yeah, like that. I liked being around. Um, yeah, I remember um, Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho. She always was so cool. She was cool when to I you. was a little dude, and like she was just always like, "Oh, you're so cute." Was her and your dad close? It, who was your dad closest how, to? I guess it's hard to say, dude, because um, we do we kind of all move in silence. Comics are all kind of yeah. There's the dark side to comedy. Well, the, come on, man. Yeah. These the, uh, there's a lot of singular beasts in comedy. Yeah. You know that there are, was only so close I could get at a certain age because right? it's just like nah, kids can't be around certain things because you know there's that lifestyle that comes along with it, which is cool i get it now and at the time i just so i just i'm trying to think man i'll probably be fucking somewhere later tonight in the car damn it i should have said this said you know you know who i should have said i should have told that crazy story did you know did you ever get involved like did he ever have like parties where you got to go see what was going on with him and a bunch of other comics and fucking around and uh as i got a little older he took me around like at the laugh factory like i know jamie masada since i was a little kid and yeah. like um he t- I, I got to go hang out with him paul mooney uh plenty of times i got uh, mooney's cool know, man yeah man he was he's a cool cool dude um but your dad from what it sounds like your dad kind of kept you a little bit at bay from that world because yeah, you know? it's just not a place for kids. Man. Well, people don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pe- people don't really understand. It's like it's kind of it can be a dark place, but yeah. it can also be like a really fun, lighthearted place. But it's just such a, it's just such a, a club. It's such it's yeah. like a it's like a fraternity or or a any kind of group that gets together. The, the comics have this very um, tight knit thing that, you know, I think Jerry Seinfeld. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld. I, I'm gonna misquote and whatever, but I think he said something along the lines of, um, "I don't care where I am in the world." Um, if I meet another comedian, I'm, I automatically have a connection to them. I don't care who they are. Yeah. I don't care what their yeah. material is. But that's true, right? It's, it's got to be true in your industry. You, if you see another totally dude relate to that, who's, 100%. you know, you go to Sweden or something yeah. and you're like, some dude's like, yo, I'm pro dude, here. Yeah, yeah, I'm pro here. I'm, I'm a pro driving skater. down the street and I see skaters driving down the street. I'm like, it's just like, yeah, your ears perk up. Your, your sensor right. comes out and you're just like. Your skates, skates by these senses. Exactly. And so it's just, yeah, it's just a brotherhood. So now you can't skate. For people that don't know, At the moment yeah. you tore your ACL and almost ruined your MCL, right? Yeah, my, my MCL was hanging on by a thread. Tore my ACL, both meniscuses. Damn. Damn. Yeah, and um, all my meniscuses are gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's Tracy Morgan. Your meniscuses <laughs> are greats. gone. One of the greats. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, man. So, so they put pins in your leg? No, thank God. I'm very blessed. Um, no metal. No, no metal. That's only I think if you break bones. So I just tore ligaments. Well, because usually people break and tear. I mean, it depends it on how bad the industry yeah, is. I mean, injury ha- is, but yeah, 
For sure. So for me, it just like my knee just popped out, popped back in. Ah, fuck. And so the ligaments tore. I did this back uh, June 9th or June 10th, sorry. And uh, I went, got an MRI immediately the next day. Um, thank God, you know, shout out to BDX and Dr. Eddie. Thank you guys. There you go. Uh, got me an MRI the next day. I went and saw my surgeon the day after that. He was like, so here's what happened. You got the, we call this terrible triad, the MCL, ACL, meniscus. But the MCL was still hanging on by a thread. And the MCL is on the inside of the leg, so right. it gets a lot of good blood flow. So he was like, before we go into surgery, I want to give you some time and let this MCL heal because I think it can heal on its own without surgery. That's crazy. The body is fucking insane. Yeah. That it just like, it's the body's like, I got it. I'll do the, I'll do the best I can. Yeah. So I just, he kept my leg locked straight for like three weeks. Wouldn't let me bend it because he wanted to heal up nice and tight. And then every month, every week thereafter, 20 degrees, I had to bend it until I can get full flexion. That's nuts. And so, and then I was working out, I was walking around, I was doing everything fine. Uh, but it was about four months until I finally got surgery because the MCL uh. had to heal. So I got surgery October 9th. So today is actually six weeks from surgery. I've been off my crutches for two weeks. I got a brand new ACL. My meniscus on the outside actually ended up healing itself. It was the one that was completely torn and ended up scarring and healing itself. The one on the inside, he did a small little stitch on that just still had a little tear in it. Right. Um, so And you're now you're back. Close. Yeah, I'll be back, man. You were skating outside, but uh, we probably... Uh, uh, that was my first time pushing... It was not a good idea, really? but it felt so good. That was the first time you ever went back on a board since you've been injured. No. So about one week before surgery, um, and I had been walking around for about two months, squatting, like pretty good amount of weight. Everything was good. I just not twisting. But one week before surgery, I was in New York, and I borrowed a friend's board, and I just popped two ollies, and they felt completely fine, completely normal. You were good? It felt good. I mean, I knew. Would you say heart, you were in a bar? No, no, no. Uh, oh, I, I thought popped you said, his board. I don't, oh, I, pop, I thought you I said I was in a bar in New York. No, I was in New York. I, a friend of mine, I got his board. I oh, okay. popped two Ollies. Uh, not Molly's, Ollies. And, uh, Molly, Ollie, Molly, Ollie. <laughs> and there's I, there's a song. good. They felt really and good. And it was clean. It was good. Yeah, I just know that, like, you know, one wrong move and it's all gone. Again. Well, when when can you be fully back back on a skateboard? From surgery, the doc said it'll take about nine months, but I'm really going at nine it very months? aggressively. I'm my goal is I'm not going to be stupid and not listen to the doctor. My goal is to see if I can shave it down to like seven. Just, yeah, just as like a, a goal. You know? I feel like doctors give. Uh give a lot of conservative goals because so, yeah. so you can smash them you know you're like he'll yeah. never walk again and they're like he did and he's like i know dude i was just saying that shit to give him inspiration i That's feel like really cool if they I, do yeah that. i feel like they do that shit when they're like yeah. he'll never live through this and he did yeah. and he does so they can go <laughs> he lived dude we didn't think he would live i yeah. think part of it is just them <laughs> hyping up the negatives so you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna fight through it and they're like hey, i know man. that's why i told you to do that if as if doctors weren't heroes enough no me. they are they are they are yeah. so so yeah. you so you plan to be back back in full effect what time next year like skating again my goal yeah april may mm -hmm. like under a year mark right you just want to kick yeah you want to if yeah. i can beat a year then i'm stoked but if not if he doesn't give me the okay i'm not gonna be stupid and right. force it no don't do that but it's just it's just a fun goal to have so like every day when i go hit the gym and i go hit physical therapy in my mind i'm like i'm going in with like a real sense of purpose how, how many dudes that skate 
are, are lifting weights and 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 are heavy in physical activity a little little more now not not too many there's that stigma of like eh, fuck it dude like what the fuck are you what are you like a real athlete like yeah but that's but it, that's dude. i feel like all that shit is changing now oh totally. i mean because like i think people don't know like like pro golfers Dude, pro, every pro golfer yeah. now, they're Tiger all in the gym. Tiger went and got yoked, oh, and he's all jacked. of a sudden, everybody was like, we well, they all that. wanted to do that. Yeah. Well, because all that stuff, come, every muscle comes into play. So the longer you want to live in a sport, the more you have to work out. I don't care what the sport yeah. is. And, you know, golf had this goofy stigma. It was like, oh, it's all, you know, you could be fat. You could be Smoke unathletic. Cigars, drink beer, and right. go hit some balls. You're good. Yeah, the Joe Schmo could do that, but not yeah. if you want to last, you know, 25 years. Exactly. And, like, if you look at, like, for instance, we talked about Nigel a little bit ago. If you look at the shit he's doing, bro, if, like, if your body isn't in shape and you take one of those slams, you're going to shatter apart. Yeah, you're done. Your, your body yeah, you're has done. to be able like before even before I was injured, I'd been working out almost 10 years now. I worked out. I, I didn't really like promote it a lot. Right. Like now I am because that's the only thing I can do. I can't put up skate videos very often. That's, so like yeah, the only thing I could do to stay relevant on social media these days, is just put my workouts like oh, coming back soon. But it's also yeah. telling people like this is what it takes to get back to the place that you you yeah. like me at. You know, yeah. I mean, people don't respect. That's hard. That's a hard thing to respect and understand. Like, like comics don't want to show us working out sets every night, but we do. We call it working out. That's yeah. what we say, uh-huh. you know, but we have to go every fucking night and work out and yeah. if you don't it shows and it's so funny because you know if we did show fans that some people might like it but I don't think people understand that the behind the scenes work that goes into it's kind of like you, Dude. If, you, if, you if you've got a trick and you pick a spot and you've got your mindset on it there's so much work that goes into hitting a trick right that I think people just think don't you just go and do it and you're like yeah, no I mean, there's so yeah. many other elements to it like the the weekend warriors who are like, hey Bill, we're gonna go skate the park on Saturday. Like, yeah, maybe they do. Right. You know what I mean? But like anybody at an elite level, no matter what, no matter how, especially in show business, no matter how much they th- make you think that they're out of it or not focused, like that's the mastery of it. Like, oh yeah. Like that's the amazingness of it. Is like, no, nah, dude, every bit of it is planned, thought out, strategized, whatever you want to say. Like every bit, like especially nowadays, like when I film tricks and they end up being tricks that I put out like in a video part or whatever it's like every one of those tricks I, I write down in a list and I'm visualizing right. it and I go back multiple times until I finally get it it's but like, you have to right yeah it's not otherwise just you're like, gonna eat shit at least for me I can't speak for everybody but like for me it just takes it takes that to takes do. it takes that kind of work yeah it's, it's got to be different for everybody do you know who has the weirdest process that you know that's a pro skater that does like that you know, like for example, like uh, Tory, <laughs> Tory Pudwell. Yeah. What is what does he do that's so odd, or how what is his process like? Dude, he's just a savant. Like, um, does he map it out? Does he physically draw tricks? Like, do you physically no, draw tricks? No, ever? I I do. I write them down, and I like I'll picture it, and I'll, I'll think of like uh, the perfect spot for. It. But Tory, man, he is one of the most gifted people ever. Like, he's literally like he'll just like he reminds me of. Um, Fast Times of Richmond High. What, what's the um, not not um, who Matthew Broderick? Um, Matt McConaughey. No, like yo, sir. Like if it's our piece. Oh, right, Sean Penn. Yeah, Sean. Penn. Yeah, Sean Penn. He reminds me of that character, like Spicoli. A there you go. Yeah. Here and I, this is not like I love you, Tori. This is not me. Like it just like in a the good fact way that he can just be so like out of it and carefree, and then all of a sudden like dude, right when you when you hang out with him, like you forget that he's so good because like. He'll just be kind of like forgetful just or just kind of like right. out of it. And then all of a sudden you take him to a spot and he just blows your mind. And like, 
I, I, I admire that like ability for me like I have to what spot are we going to what's the okay do I have anything for that I don't know like, does he does he, he does just, he have a drink or anything like that before he skates no 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 like nah. some guys some guys when I was a kid I don't know if people do it anymore either but uh, there would be dudes that'd be liquored up they'd be stoned oh, and yeah, then we'd go skate the piss drunks the whole yeah, piss yeah, yeah, drunk yeah. crew not not for me personally and, and not too many people like w- before you skate that's 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 rough i mean i'm sure there's people who do it but like there's gotta be the elite guys nah no that's what i mean at least not in my opinion not the guys who are really like the dudes that are rippers aren't doing that shit there's just no way after they get the trick yes yeah that's different time different time party your face off but beforehand nah it's like you know it's that's your high do you remember the first time i i I like to ask ask all my guests do you remember the first time you got drunk do you remember what it was vividly i was 18 yeah, where was it? Uh, at my house. My, at my, like your your childhood home. Yeah, but at yeah. this time I was living on my own. Ah, and I moved out. Yeah, yeah. So, parents gone. Uh, my friend Jeremy Rogers. I don't know if you ever run into him out here, but he's a wild. I see him all the time, dude. I actually see him on Fairfax. He's got crazy tattoos, dude. You got to bring him in here. He'll give you the most. He was one of those dudes. I remember he podcast. used to have zero tattoos. Yeah, he was like a skinny little dude. On what video I watched him on? I can't remember what what video he was on. Uh, the um, Coliseum video, the, the PJ Lad, wonderful horrible. Yeah, life. wonderful horrible life. That's exactly right. And he was like super super skinny. He had his shirt off, and they were they were uh, fucking with him in this hotel room. Yeah, and then yeah. it was like cut to. I, he was he's like tatted out it was like a, it was like this huge personality change i mean i don't know the dude personally but it was wild to watch when he was just this young kind of like young young skate kid and then grew up into a man got developed his own style his own ways and all right. that stuff he's still skating right a little here and there but dude i i, I would encourage you to invite him onto this podcast. all right he is one of the most outrageous and unique individuals you will ever meet i can't even explain well, you got to link us up I, easy yeah and Dude, I love this guy. He's my brother. But um, like, it's it's interesting hearing your outside uh, view of him. Like, he was a skinny kid, and all of a sudden he was, because to me, like knowing him and seeing his evolution, it all the dots all connected. He's right. always been wild, carefree. Don't give a damn about nothing. Well, we can't see that from uh, the a lot of us. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that inside, you know that thing. So like, you never really get to see. You never really get to see the the full development yeah. of what they're up to because you're only given so yeah. much. So wait, you were at uh, you were at your house. You were eighteen. Oh yeah, sorry. He was he That's there? Right. Yeah. So th- he was living with me at the time. Okay. And then um, him, another friend of mine, Dan Abadi. Uh, we were all about eighteen at this time, and I was still like, I was still Mister like focus, straight and narrow, straight and narrow. Yeah. And they went. They were the big thing at that time was going to house parties. Right. Going to house party. Going to house party every weekend. They're going to house party. Paul, just come, just come. No, 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 no. And then one night they came back from a house party. I guess the cops came, shut it down, whatever. They came back early. I'm still up watching TV at the house. They all come in. They're all kind of drunk. They bring home a few cores lights, and just like just here, just drink it, dude. Like whatever. What does it matter? Like. So I end up popping a Coors Light, drinking it and drinking it. And then all of a sudden it's like truth serum. I'm just like all this stuff that I, I don't know if I was holding it in or whatever, just blurting it out like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just like just saying wild shit. I'm getting on the phone. I'm calling people. Way, you know, just drunk dialing yeah. and just having a blast. And uh, yeah, that was the first time. Take, so so you got, you got wasted with some buddies. 
Yeah, just at, at the house. Home. Yeah, that's they nice. Come back from a party. No then, puke. You didn't puke. No, not that time. No, not that time. Not yet. Uh, let me let me throw some names out to you, and you okay. tell me what it mean, what they mean to you, or where, or like what's going on, or that kind of thing. Mark Appleyard. I love him. We came up same generation, same similar time. Um, is he still? He's he, posture it, is what I think. posture. That's what you he's think got of. Great posture. His back is so straight when he skates. It's like his upper body is so still and calm. And his legs just do all the work, and it's just like. So he's really so his up top is really stiff. Isn't that isn't that really hard to I've do though? Seen. Hell yeah, he's got yeah. the best. Like a lot of people are hunched. Hunched over, he's right? Mr. Like the best posture I've ever Stevie seen. Stevie Williams, uh, just a smooth dude, smooth. Yeah, smooth. one of the smoothest of all time. Smooth. That yeah. motherfucker was like butter. I remember watching those videos. Yeah. I was like, this cat is just so like just a smooth G. Brandon Beeble, funny as fuck. Yeah, I love Beeble, man. He you, is a funny fucking. Who who who's your who who would you say is your best friend in skating? In skateboarding, uh, yeah, it's between or your closest, whatever that yeah, means. Yeah, it's between Mikey Taylor and Jeremy Rogers. Those okay. are my like, they're my brothers. That's family. Right and there. you've known them for the longest. Forever, I know Mikey since we. I think we first met back in '99, so almost 20 years. How tall is he? Six four. Nah, he's like six one. Oh, he's, I thought he was tall. He he always looked tall. How tall are you? Six one. He's he, yeah, yeah. I would say he's similar to you. He size. always looked tall every time I saw him on videos. I like because he's skinny. Skinny, yeah, yeah, he's lanky. He's lanky, yeah, for sure. He's got a lot of leverage. He doesn't he, got no back fat. No, yeah, he's got no, no back no, fat. No, he's uh, maybe now that he's like you know dad mode, business mode. Well, you're dad mode, <laughs> but you're still you're still in shape. Yeah, well, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I just you yeah, got I one mean, kid. I just I do one kid. That's she'll right. She'll be ten next month. Which what is tripping me out? Yeah. Damn, I can't dude. believe I have a human who's going to be a decade. Ten-year-old daughter at the house. Yeah. Is she getting to a point when she's got an attitude a little bit? Is she getting like, because the teen years are coming, and the girls in the right. teen years are like, you're I, fucked. Oh, man. I guilt trip her about that all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, watch, one day, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk in, you're going to have a friend over, and you're going to be like, Dad, get out of here, like, leave us alone. Like, uh, and she, no, that'll never happen. Yes, it will. Daddy. I love no. you. I'm like, yeah, well, nah. I'll guilt her now, you know. Yeah, it's coming, dude. Um, but Be prepped for that. Attitude, not so much, really. She's so well-behaved. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand because I wasn't a big disciplinary figure or anything like that. But, like, I asked her to do something one time. She does, she does, it. does it. And it's crazy. And she's just... You're nice just, now on camera, sweetheart. but we know the off. He just he hits her and shit like that. He be no. <laughs> yeah. Get over here, whoop that ass, yeah, never, dude. That never, was my never. childhood. Was that? That's why it's funny. I hope I don't infuse that. It's like, man, my parents, man, they put the hurt down if you fucked around. It was like you were gonna get it. But also because I was a punk ass kid. I was a <laughs> dude. I was a punk. I did everything I could do to get into trouble because I wanted it. It was almost like I knew what was coming. You know. What it's, do you think that stems from? I don't know, man. But you know, like being a comedian, I like, we're attention seeking, like whores i mean all we want is like love and attention and we want people to like us and like the way we think and i think that's such a that's such a uh, a thing that comics deal with and, I, and you know it's not like it's from um you know daddy wasn't there type of shit you know like a lot of daddy issue shit or nothing like that that wasn't that wasn't it for me i think it was more like i just loved rebellion i love being a contrarian i think that's in your blood to go against the grains of anything i'll argue something even when i know i'm wrong just because I'm like, fuck it. Of it. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Just start some shit. But I think that's it. I think that's in your blood. I think I think it's a personality trait that you can't get away from. I think it was something that was always a part of me was like I just want to go again. I, I was anti-authority. I hated authority. I always wanted to go against authority. I never liked being told what to do. It's still, you know what's so funny? You think you grow out of shit sometimes? 
Dude, Let's I'm the same it. guy. <laughs> I'm the same guy I was when I was a teenager. I don't like to be told shit by other adults. Okay. I, you know, the reason to become an adult and to go make money and, and do your own thing was that no one could tell you what the fuck to do. Yeah. That to me was like, I want to be successful as shit so no one can say shit. Yeah. I can do my own thing. I'll go buy my own stuff. I'll go eat where I want. I'll go live where yeah. I want. That to me was like what drove me to, to be kind of who I am. Oh, it, it, for was, sure. it was the, the it was the chemical makeup. But I don't know, man. I was a I was a punk kid just because it it was so much fun fucking shit up. It was just yeah. so much fun. And I ran around with a bunch of people that were always up to no good. It was a bunch of you know, of course I was a typical nineties kid. You know, I was an eighties baby, nineties kid. It was like, you know, skate rat kids getting in trouble, stealing shit. Yeah. Uh we used to hang out behind this um White Hen Pantry was an old, it was kind of like a 7-Eleven. Okay. And we used to kick it behind there and, you know, someone would always like, would have a cigarette, you know, like someone would have one cigarette we'd share, you know what I mean? Somehow we were able to get a Lucy somehow or like someone had beer that their, that they their dad left in the garage and they were able to snake that away but it was warm, you know, we drink like piss warm beer, share a cigarette and we thought we were the coolest motherfuckers on earth. See, I got my first experience with booze and all that shit when I was like 14, I don't know, 13, 14. Just because I was, yeah, I was a little. I, I wanted. I mean, it. most people I know as well. I was yeah. late with all this. Shit. Well, you were probably the right time. I w- I was probably more like. Uh, I mean, I was still eighteen. I was still underage, but it was like. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> I think that's around the time. I would say the majority. I was just ready, young, to just get into trouble. Yeah. I remember smoking pot out of pop cans and shit behind tennis courts and shit. I did do that at twelve. You smoked pot at twelve from peer pressure. One time, peer pressure, and I felt the most guiltiest feeling i could ever feel did you ever smoke pot again or no i would say i did yes sir. <laughs> do you still smoke pot uh well it's legal now it is it's you know oh dude you're you're fine you're you're work. political i i said i smoked <laughs> pot all when it wasn't legal too i didn't give a fuck i, no, I didn't do that no only that one time at 12 only that one after time that, after that when they passed the law that's okay <laughs> i smoked pot for i smoked pot now for 20 years that's crazy huh is it crazy how time flies like that well, it's a little sad to say it like that when I'm like 20, 20 years, years, I smoke pot. Yeah, but I smoked pot when I was 14, 15 was like the first time I smoked pot. And uh, I don't say I was never a pothead. I hated pot culture. I never liked hippie shit. <laughs> I was never into tie-dye or any of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me, man. Yeah. But I love to get high and go do shit. I love yeah, to get yeah. high and go skate. I love to get high and go, you know, go the, do the something active John with my Stewart, friends. right? And yeah. half bake. Yeah, yeah. On weed. Yeah, on weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's dope on weed? Right? Yeah, I was into doing shit when I and now now I smoke pot once in a while when I when I want to. I, I it's it's not You got it out of your system. Yeah, man, dude, I did really. You know what's funny is I partied so hard in high school that college was a joke. Like people would rage and they would get hurt, dude. They would get, you know, they go to the hospital because they get too fucked up or people right. puke and too drunk. And I had my times of puking, but like my party shit was way more rare because in high school is when I got all that shit out. Like that's, I tried everything in high school, you right, know? Right, right, right. Most people, they get to college and they're like, we're at college, dude. Now I can it's do mushrooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, dude, I already have done it a yeah, bunch. Yeah. It's so much fun. But I yeah. think I was more calm in college because I was a good student in college, which was crazy. That's cool. I was good in high school. I was mediocre at best, dude. Yeah, but that's oh. just because you didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, that's what I noticed about that's comedians. True. Comedians are real smart, man. You guys are smart. Not all of us, nah, man. You guys are smart motherfuckers. I think, I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of comedians are smarter than people think. Um, and I think there's a small percentage of comedians who are brilliant, and people wouldn't know. You know, I would say 
mean, but when I say I brilliant, mean, you know I mean, more, but yeah, like, so, some would surprise you, I guess I'm saying. Like, some you'd some think, there was this guy named smart. Greg Giraldo who passed away. He's like yeah, one of my so, favorite yeah, comics yeah. of all time. He was, he, he was a genius. Great roaster. Harvard, man. Harvard. Yeah. And you look at this guy who like doesn't fit that archetype of Harvard. But he was he was a brilliant brilliant writer, and I think he was became a lawyer like Harvard Law became a lawyer and then quit because yeah. he was like fuck this. Yeah. But are there dudes in skate culture that are smarter than you think? Hundred percent. There's a lot of dudes because because right yeah. like you know there's a generation that isn't really around anymore. But there used to be when we were kids everyone you know older older people were always like fucking skateboarder dumb shit even idiot. A smaller percentage of genius skateboarders than there are genius comedians. comedians? Yeah. No, uh, you're you're giving him credit, but uh, maybe. Mark, Mark Suchu, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's, uh-uh. he's on your stripes over there. Uh, he's he's like genuinely genius. Like, oh, he is. For real, for real. Mark Suchu. Suchu. Yeah. Amazing, awesome, incredible skateboarder, but like super book nerd, like bookworm, like right. really going to college. Where's he from? Uh, he's San Jose. Oh, yeah. He's a California guy. Yeah. And, um, are the best Roddy skaters Mullen. in the world? Roddy, Roddy Mullen. Mullen. Genius. Yeah, like right. I've crazy, heard that. Crazy, like, mathematician. Like, are the best skaters in the world from California? Yes and no. I mean, Costin's from California, so, yeah, we have that. Um, well, you're from California, bro? Yeah, but, dude, you know, I'm not allowed to get in that conversation. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Costin. Um, but then you have, like, Tom who's, Penny. Who's the Michael Jordan of skateboarding to Costin, you? Costin. 100%. Will be forever. Hundred percent. Right. 100%. And who's the Scotty Pippen? Who's the assist guy? Who's like the the second in running that doesn't get as much shine, but is so so dope? Who's that guy? I don't want this to if if he ever hears, I don't want this to come across as like a diss or a negative thing because he's it's not negative. He's super great. I would say like he got his shine in his day, but to this day, to me, Ronnie Krieger is Krieger, yeah, who, who is who is so amazing that like. Never made it to the level of Costin. He did, but also like, like Costin's still there as like an elder statesman. Right. Krieger, like, only the real skate enthusiast know who he is. No, right. Which th- that's hugely respectful. Right. We call that comics, comics in our world. Right. right? There's a lot of he's comics, a skater, comics. Skater. Right. He's yeah. a skater, skater. Like yeah. a lot of comics, comics are people that are so famous in the comic world, but pop culturally. People don't know who they are. Oh, there's tons you know? of those guys in skating for sure. And I wouldn't mind being any of those people. You know, I don't. I wouldn't mind getting to the level of being a com a true comics comic would be such a cool thing. You know, like I don't think it's I don't think it matters if you go commercial or not. I just think if you stick to what you're doing and you're dope, it just so happens that yeah. some guys tend to just cement themselves as for sure comics comics or skaters yeah. skaters. Like there's like for instance, in my opinion, like when you're talking about actors, you got guys like uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I would think he's like an actor's actor. Oh, for sure. I mean, but he's also co- he is also commercially he's huge, huge. huge. But yeah. you're right. You're right. But you're I would right. You're say right. You're at right. the end of the day, he's like right. He's an actor's actor. Well, totally, because he gives a fuck about that and really nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He cares so much about it that it kind of supersedes any of the fame shit. Right, yeah. the fame shit kind of goes by the wayside. He doesn't give a fuck about being famous. That's going to be there anyway. As long as you're yeah. a great actor, that's going to be there. Right, right, right. Or Nobody's, good at anything, you'll yeah. get recognized. Nobody's not going to put him in a movie. If no. he wants, to, if he calls up and says, "Hey, I want to be in your movie," nobody's gonna, not going to say. No. Nobody's going to say no. Be so funny if they did, uh, you know, like another Disney movie, and he's like, "I want to do it," and yeah. they're like, well, are "You sure?" He's like, "This is my future now, man. I'm doing Disney. Yeah. Fi- I'm doing Disney. Fi- I'm doing Pixar now." Yeah. <laughs> they're Daniel like, "All right, Day. you're in." He might have. He might already have. I don't know enough about the motherfucker, but he probably has. I just know he's a chameleon who like has quit. He's quit now. I think he said he was done. That's what actors actors do. That's yeah, what, they quit. That's what 
dude i'll never quit Do i'll never names. quit doing comedy and acting they'd have to kick me out i need it <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i always said if you when you stop skating when you're uh, done when it's all over what is it you want to do what do you think I'm your retirement phase because like I'm, I'm a little shy and embarrassed but i would like to be an actor would you i've been st uh, going to acting class and studying for like last two years do you tell your you tell your boys in skate uh, that skate that yeah they all know sometimes i like to say things to like hold myself accountable yeah you know what i mean i don't i'm not gonna say like right. i'm gonna be an actor but like but of you course I, I want to be an actor and i like i'll get nervous and like shy about saying it but at the same time i'll make myself say it because right. i want it to like hold me you have acted though you have a film that's out some. Yeah, yeah i have done yeah. some you did a film that you put together not right? me deer dick rob oh rob deer did it that's Dick. right that's yeah. right that's right what was it called it's called street street dreams, dreams. that's but right that was before i really had acting aspirations that yeah was, but it, but that but you did it i did do it that was like he wrote that part for me he said hey i got this here you go are you still cool with with rob yeah yeah, yeah. i love rob he's one of my favorite see people. he's like one of those dudes that's like such a commercial success he's fucking made so much different thing he made so many different things mm -hmm. not just in the skate world but in this kind of like pop cultural youth world you know with robin big and the fantasy factor and all that stuff was like it was bigger than skateboarding you yeah. know yeah which is a trip i think there's only a few guys every generation that kind of transcend to that point you 100 bam which was is, that guy too totally which is why actually now that i think about it where i got that of like saying it like about telling people like i want to be an actor right because i remember rob when he when we were doing street dreams he was already a famous skateboarder he would, that's when he was writing and pitching. But what people don't understand is like Rob is the mastermind behind Rob. Like yeah. he's not like, oh, like managers here, like, oh, he's a talent. We're, don't worry, we'll take care of it. The business. Rob is the businessman. He the, does all of the it. The visionary, everything. Yeah. And so like at that time, he had met Big and made Big famous in skateboarding before the show. How the hell what was he? He was was he just Big was really a security guard. Security guard, he that's really what I thought. He hired yeah. Big as his security guard. So when they would go on DC tours and do big demos, Big would be their security guard and that's the kids funny. loved him. And so then he really wrote, developed everything, Robin Big, and he went and With pitched him. everything. Wow. And I remember always uh around that time, um he would always be saying like if someone asked him like Rob, how's it going? What you been up to? Like, you know, just trying to be rich and famous. You know, just out here trying to get. At least rich he's and being famous. honest, right? He was just straight up about it, like pitching this show. I want to get money rich and, and success, and, and it worked. Dude, it he worked. put it out I mean, to the world, and it fucking worked. Yeah, I mean, he definitely put the work in as well. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. just always remember that was his slogan. You know, just trying to get rich and famous. But like, no shame in your game, being honest no. about it, and especially in a world like skateboarding, you're not allowed to say you want to be great, or you're not you're not allowed to say you want to be. Is it's like looked down upon? Yeah, it's like the fuck dude just do the skate just do it for the well love. that's kind of like, like well, of course we fucking love it right but how but much I, more would we love if we were rich and famous exactly too? that's well that's <laughs> the same thing in our world you know comics have this thing where um Start, yeah, well dude, the word uh the phrase selling out is such a bullshit oh, phrase i get that all day long well it doesn't it, it, here's what doesn't make sense about selling out what people don't understand is like when someone says to me this doesn't happen anymore now but when I was young and first moved out here, friends would joke around because you're in your young 20s and they're like, you gonna fucking sell out, dude? And in your brain, you're like, that sounds negative because mm -hmm. it is negative, negatively, you know, there's negative connotation. Yeah. But you're like, I don't know, what does that even mean? Does that mean I'm gonna, would I do a, would I do a commercial? Would I, would I do something that isn't perfectly my brand? I mean, yeah, what, I mean, yeah, I'm hoping to do all the things that represent me, mm -hmm. but that's insane to think that you're always gonna be 
who you are all the time and never compromise. You, people, people do it. People pull it off, and those are like the like out of this world. It's real hard like, to do. Incredible. People. It's real no fucking hard to do, it. dude. No doubt it's a real it. hard to. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Bill Hicks is a famous yeah, comedic yeah, legend, yeah, yeah. and Bill used to shit on everybody who did commercial work, you know. And Bill died young, but I'd like to think that if he stuck around, even he would be subjected to commercialism it's hard you know because that's a hard thing to get away from like i remember mitch hedberg oh i was gonna ask yeah. you about him thank you for bringing yeah. him up i was gonna ask you back well, he, when we were on the, well, is he's he a such comedian's a, comedian oh my god he's, he's like the he's he's probably the love mitch he is hedberg. probably the uh you know the the pinnacle he is the he is the peak of comedians comedians he's the ultimate comedians comedian i don't think there's ever been anybody like him is my stupid opinion Dude. but I, I just think like to me he was the ultimate Dude, his like comedy just about comedy brilliant oh but even gosh. he right even he somebody who you would never assume yeah. he did like episodes that of that 70s show, show yeah. right yeah. And, 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 and and someone can cheaply go he's fucking selling out it's like no he's just trying to make a living doing what he's great at yeah is, is that the worst crime in the world like just uh, last week I did a post where I was like promoting a McRib on McDonald's for Uber Eats on my Instagram. Do you eat McRibs? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, dude. As long as you're self-aware, I think it doesn't really I matter. I got hit up and they were just like, yeah, for 30 seconds of your time, we'll give you this. Sure. I'm like, come on. Sure. I'm hurt. I can't skate right now. Yeah. I can't go do other ways of... Uh, yeah, I got a family to feed. I got a 10-year-old. <laughs> I think people don't understand that too. And it's I was like, just like people bro, also got to make a living. Yeah. Like like you mean like you to tell me I could sit know. on my couch for 30 seconds, press send on my phone and you're going to give me what? Yeah. It's hard dude, to say no. Dude. But listen, right, like I get it. You know, like I don't want to sell out to certain degrees. I don't want to do things that I absolute I would never do something that I'm absolutely against, you know? I'm not going to promote something that I can't stand. Yeah. But like at some at some point it's like you know if McDonald's is like Santino will you do this funny campaign for me real quick? Yeah, I'm like yeah man Bro, I've, I've eaten that shit before. Michael Jordan pushed McDonald's for the longest. Right yeah the the best basketball player of all time. But that's the thing about something nobody about gave a shit. The, the biggest pro athletes in the world yeah. they could push anything yeah. and for some reason nobody cares. LeBron James pushes Kias. Yeah Think man he's driving a Kia. Fuck no fuck no <laughs> Kia fuck no. <laughs> ever 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 nobody ever cares. Nah. So like in my mind I'm look I'm I'm like putting myself as like you know what i'm like uh, i don't even know what the word i'm a i don't want to say martyr but i'm like i'm like the first indian over the hill for the skateboarders like i'm the first <laughs> dude like motherfucking michael jordan used to promote mcdonald like i'm doing this and you guys are gonna thank me later like yeah <laughs> you know what well I mean? listen everybody everyone at some point needs to be attached to branding of some kind to get more notoriety more 100%. success i mean that's just how it goes not everyone has to do everything and i should be clear but that there's people that will go their whole careers without any sort of compromise and good for them but like i feel like in my career or in my my lifetime in this business the one thing i've learned is if it's fun and i and i enjoy it i'm gonna do it 100 i'm t i got tired as a youth as when you're young when you're in your 20s, you're like, fuck that shit. Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah. But then you get older and you're like, I don't know, man. Is it? Am I going to have a good time or I'm going to make this a good time? Then why? Why? what's the harm? Uh -huh. What's the negative? You know? Yeah. In, in my opinion, a sellout, the definition for sellout, in my opinion, is like, are you going to do something that's against your morals? Right. You're, yeah. You're, like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, are you yeah. going to like, like, are you going to like 
sell out a family member or like are you gonna you know hurt a friend because of this like to me in that situation are you gonna do something that's against your like soul that's selling out you know what i mean that's a that's fucked up because and maybe i'm just doing this to justify it in my own head to be okay with it but it's like at the end of the day like anything i've ever promoted like prior to ever getting paid by these people i've been a consumer have I ever eaten McDonald's in my life before uh, asking to promote it? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Please. Uh, have, did I ever drink Mountain Dew in my life before I ever got sponsored by them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about Target? Did I ever shop at Target I'm before? about to go to Target after this interview. Oh, of course. So it's like, you know, in my mind, it's like, these are all Nike. Did I ever wear Nikes beforehand? Like, who did? It's just like, a, I just put it in my mind, like, I've been a consumer of these products people since my whole life. Yeah. So... That's not the worst it's thing in the time world. time I get my money back. <laughs> yeah, man. I bought, the, you know how much money I spent on Nikes as a kid? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Now it's time for them to kick back. These are fresh too. The off-whites are real oh, nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't I go. don't know who sent it to me. Somebody at Sportswear. Lately, just cool stuff has been um, What size shoe are you? Up. I'm 10. I'm a 12. If they send you 12s, you just let me know. I, I will let you know. <laughs> you just man. let I'm me know. I'm hoping still to get a growth spurt and, yeah, and, I get and those. make it to the, to the 12s. I got these are big cloud hoppers on. I got 13s on because they the way that Adidas makes boosts is crazy. You know what's so funny, though, is like I used to be such a Nike cat. And then now I'm whatever I like. I used to be like, I love Nike. I, I, used, to, I used to not wear other shoe brands. Nah, I don't give a shit. I, if I like it, I'm like, oh, I like the way it looks and feels. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters to me. That's so cool. I mean, I don't have a sponsor, man. I don't have, like, I don't have someone telling me what I can and can't wear. No, that's so cool because I was just about to say, I can't even remember what that feels like. Yeah, you have to wear Nike. Yeah, luckily, I'm stoked. Yeah, but like, well, Nike's a dope brand. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited about but, that. But, like, but, it, but you don't wear you don't. I can't remember can't what it feels like just to walk in the mall and just walk in the store and be like, I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear that, I'm going right. to wear this, and that. And just you just like, wear what they send you. Most of the time, most of the time, I mean, you know, I still try to like. You can't be caught in some Adidas slides, huh? No, dude, come on, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. Like, it it has been long enough to where I'm like, I have loyalty. Like, I have. How long have you been? You've been rep by Nike when you were from when you were 19. Yeah, going on 15 years almost. Isn't that crazy, man? Yeah, that's wild. I can't believe that. Did not. What do they do? Do they give you? They give you like lifetime contracts, or they give you like you know? I wish, man. I didn't get the LeBron contract, but I came on right after LeBron. Yeah, come on, (laughs) Nike, buck up. Yeah. So wait, what do they do? Do they sign you? Because I don't know, like shoe deals for skaters. Did they sign you? To a to a five year deal or a three year deal or something yeah, five year I, deal. The first deal they signed me to was five years, um, and then and then what was the next one after that? The next one was uh, five as well, and then uh, we went to four, and then uh, I want to say four. Five, I think four, my four. Cur- current deal is a four year deal. I'm like halfway through it right now, so hopefully they want to keep me. After Will you do it again? You'll do Nike again? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. If another company comes calling with better opportunities, is it an easy jump? I'm a businessman, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, But I've got so much history there. Like, that's never what I, I don't want to ever, you know. Where did, did you, did you, I remember seeing P-Rod as a nickname for you kind of being branded. Mm-hmm. Did you brand it or did someone brand it for you? Uh, I kind of did it, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I remember exactly when it happened, so... You remember those uh, old, old shows on MTV called M- MTV um, Diary where they would follow? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a documentary style. Yeah. Yeah, and I was watching it, and it was of J-Lo. And I saw J-Lo. My man oh, wants Jennifer to hear the male J-Lo I was talk. like, oh, wow, how would that work with my name? P-Rod. P-Rod. And I was like, ha, that's funny, P-Rod, because, you know, I was probably like 
13, yeah, 14, 13, like right. thinking like a kid pee, bro. <laughs> and, uh, and so like, I remember one time we were, I was on city stars and, um, I, I was, I, for some reason I was late to the trip. They were in Vancouver and I showed up late. And when I got to the hotel, I was like, yo, P rods here. Like that. I just right. said it and it stuck. And then they were like laughing. They called me it. But I remember that at one time we were doing a signing at some skate shop in a mall and a kid actually called me that. I was like, wait, I, I, I asked him, how did you know that? How did you know? He's like, what do you mean? Like, that's what everyone calls you. And like, I, did, I had no idea how it got out of our So circle. you had put it out and it kind of slowly just trickled its yeah. way into the culture. Yeah, because when I was young, I was like, I really wanted a nickname because like I was friends with Spanky and like, yeah. I was like, that's such a fucking cool name. Like Spanky, right. like I want a nickname. Well, it was also hard because you, you had your old man's name. You and your yeah. dad shared a name that was tough. You don't want to be a jun- junior, yeah, being a junior is hard. at the same time, like my gener, like in skate, like nobody knew who my dad was like of my age. My oh, they, nobody knew? No. They didn't know? Even though at the time when you were young, he was famous, famous. Well, when I was really young, yes, but- Your like, dad's peak of his fame in the sense of like when I on was, a on a global on a on a on a large scale mm-hmm. was when you were well what like 10 10 right cuz cuz he's still so well respected and famous and that's not right. to take credit away from him now i'm just saying no, everybody when he has their when he peaks when he know? blew like i remember i remember him being such a massive name you know paul rodriguez was such a like a it was a, it was such a big name as a kid because I was such a fan of comedy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the two things I loved. I think was I mean I I guess I love I love basketball, comedy, and skateboarding, and he, it was so he was so instrumental in like this that era. He mm-hmm. was such one of the, like those big kind yeah. of. I didn't realize until I got older like what he did for like uh, Mexicans. In yeah, the I was just gonna say for, for 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 the Latin community of comedy, he was kind of the. He was the first Indian over the hill. He was one of them. Are you thinking he, Freddie Prince? Yeah, Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince. Yeah, yeah. that was my dad's hero. idol, right? Yeah, yeah. Freddie Prince. Because Freddie Prince was, you know, he was a comic from the '70s, and he died very young. Yeah. Um, and he was yeah. kind of like the the instrumental movement for for any Latin market. He there was no, there was really nobody else mm-hmm. like him mm-hmm. at all, and he kind of opened a, a, a bunch of different doors for young. Um, Latin comics to like you know start to get that's in. That's my dad's like. That's my dad's Tom Penny. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right, right. That's his Tom Penny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, it's it, like, and I trip out because, like, like it's so funny. I wish I was, like, a lot tighter with him to, like, ask him because, like, yeah. like but is I any ask it, him so much. Is any son really things. tight, tight with their dad? I think sons and dads have this thing it's that's, weird, like, yeah. yeah, daughter, dad, different story. Yeah. But, like, me and my old man, like, you know, yeah. you know as much as you need to know about your yeah. dad. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a generation yeah, thing too. It's, it's a good, it's good and bad. Yeah. But like, I, I remember maybe it's my maybe like a year ago now. But I I posted this picture that I saw of my dad and Sam Kinison at the uh, at the uh, at the Mitzi Shores place. at the comedy store. comedy store. Yeah. And um, him and Tim and Sam Kinison together. Him and Sam Kinison, like my dad was leaning over into Sam's ear, and I texted him the photo like, Dad, please tell me what you guys were talking about. He was like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I got. I'm like, thanks, pops. That's it. Like, just in that, I was like, they had to be talking something fucking epic, working some jokes out, like some bits. Like, hey, Sam, what do you think about this bit idea I have? Just, I don't know. No, he, he's whispering. He's like, how old do you think that girl is yeah. out there in the crowd? <laughs> and the same thing <laughs> happened to me uh, years ago when I was, uh, I met when uh, when I was really young, and I got a chance to hang out with Ronnie Krieger. Oh yeah. There was some footage of him at the end of this video trilogy. Um, him and Tom Penny 
were standing talking to each other. Same shit. It was exactly. Uh, I was like, hey, Ronnie, remember that uh, part in the credits of Trilogy? Uh-huh. Like, you you and Tom, you guys are skating in that session. Uh-huh. I was like, what were you guys talking about? I don't know. Like, for them, it's just like, it was just a moment. Like, come like, on, like, man. Anything? Give yeah. me anything. Down. Dude, that one skit you did where you just walked up naked to that house in the hood. In the hood. Oh yeah, and I'm like, this dude wants to die right now. <laughs> what is he doing? I'm like, I did. I, I sold cocoa butter naked door to door. I put that video up. It's on my Instagram too. Fucking did that. Yeah, dude. That was crazy too. That was like for this pilot presentation that we were putting together. I was probably 24. I don't know. I was I was hungry. Literally, Literally. I was broke and I hung. I was starving. But we shot that thing because we were shooting this presentation, and somehow you know they they were like i bet you know you won't you won't sell cocoa butter in the hood naked and i was like i will i will if you really want me to do it and they were like all right let's let's do it so we got this dude called the mayor of the block who was kind of like the cat that holds down the neighborhood and make sure yeah 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 yeah. so we got him to make sure that you know nobody well we, we got him to make sure that there was no like there wasn't any gangs in the in like in on the block that day which is crazy it's so it's so funny people don't know like gangs oh, move real gangs deal. move like chess pieces you know like they, they move they strategically are here it's not like all day long they're out popping off and like gangs gangs are so coordinated and organized i mean it's organized crime but it's like i think people just overlook the fact that these people aren't willy-nilly doing crazy shit a lot of times everything's planned and coordinated it's like war it's yeah. like the civil war you know what i mean it's like they but weren't attacking no all day cra- that's their craft and that's that's what they do do that's what the, the fucking best at so they would hold them down he made sure that there was no one on the block that day and made sure there was no kids and uh yeah dude and then he laughed his ass off he left his fucking uh, he sat in the back of the van and lost <laughs> it he was like you white boy you crazy as a motherfucker man you funny but you fucking you crazy Dude. I'm again. This is bad. He kept calling me. He kept, and this is come on, man. You know, this isn't me. But he kept calling me retarded over and over. He, every, I mean, he was like, "Why, this white boy retarded? You retarded?" Why? I was like, "Okay, bro, I get it, I get it." But he, he kept saying that because he couldn't believe that I did it. I mean, I couldn't believe I did it after the fact. Yeah. But it was so dumb, it was so wild. But yeah. But dude, that just shows I did a lot of crazy just, hidden camera shit. But see, that's why you deserve everything you got, man. Yeah, you're willing working to go for that it. Extra yeah. Mile. I don't think I would ever do some dumb shit like that again. But when I was a kid, I was like, I was just trying to feel out. I was trying to feel out my comedic uh, distance. Threshold. Yeah, threshold. It's like, how far could I go to to get a laugh? You know, the funny thing was a lot of stuff we didn't show was people laughing at my naked ass. You know that like we showed that clip because it was intense. It was hilarious. Dude. But but we there was you know there was a lot of brothers making fun of me and shit. It was so funny. It was like you know you like look Ron Howard butt naked in a neighborhood. You know that like that stuff that was funny. But yeah. they wanted the reaction Opie that we got out of that ass. shit. Oh look at the Opie's ass. <laughs> look at, hey there go Opie's ass. Yeah. But I mean you know like I um. I think I I think like we were saying at the beginning is like the only way, only way to to continue to stay in something is to grow and change and be good. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of being being in the performance arts, the live art, the giving art, or whatever that is of being like, I'll make some shit and I hope you like it because you do the same shit. You make some shit and you hope someone likes it. Yeah, but at least know? in skateboarding, like you have that bar where it's like, if I do this trick, I know this is gonna fuck them up. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, well, that's like me, like dude. I, if I, if I, I know, I know if I put hard. some shit together that's hilarious, yeah. I know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to get what okay. I want out of it. But it takes so much to like really, really oh, fine-tune oh something, because, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, I've just seen it all with my father. It's like he'll have an idea, 
and the first time he tries it, it might not go over well. Which, which to me, have you watched it? Have you watched him do jokes that don't do well? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You should watch him start off, start I've off seen, stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and to me, like that shows uh, the the toughness is like he'll start off with an idea that doesn't go well, but in his mind he knows it's a good idea. It just wasn't. It's not there put Together properly. Same or thing as trying to trick. And yeah, and then so he'll do it again and again and again until finally he's like, oh wait, here it goes. It clicked. Right. And you're like, there it goes. And then it fucking people laugh. That's the same shit when off. you skate, right? Yeah. That's something just clicks. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just one, you're taking slam after slam after slam. But you're like, I know this is something to it. I know this is possible. You can tell. I know I can What's the hardest off. trick that you've never landed? Is there one oh, for you? No, there's millions. Dude. But what's the one that you're like, God, I can't believe I haven't gotten that. And I want it. There's this rail uh, summer 2017 that. I wanted to crook Nolly heel flip out that I know I can do it, but I was being such a pussy because I, I get a little scared with rails. And I got really close to it one You day. get scared riding a skateboard on a handrail? I mean, come on, yeah, man. I was scared. Of course. Holy shit. But it's not even like what kids today skate like considered like a big rail. It's just like it's in, in my world, I'm like embarrassed to be afraid of this oh rail. it's it, i still think it's all it's all insane to me but i would like to like especially since i've been hurt and it's actually made put me in more of a grateful place and made right. me realize how like kind of not ungrateful i've been like it made me realize like wow there's certain things you were taking for granted that you didn't even know that you didn't even think you were taking for granted but now that you're hurt and like you felt what it's like you can't even walk now you're like oh shit well when i get better man i need to take advantage of this 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 and this and this right and so, like, in my mind, I'm, like, picturing myself going back and getting it um, that I wanted to get. Probably by the time I'm back skating again, it'll be two years before. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So. When you go back to that rail, let's go. I'm going to come with you. Dude. I'm going to watch you do it. I'm going to film, I'm gonna film right. you and watch you do it. You walk through that area naked and I'll come and I'll do the trick <laughs> we'll both conquer our deal bro <laughs> deal deal uh, we'll do it we'll do it that's funny, well man. dude I appreciate you doing this um, thank you this is fantastic I can't wait for you to get healthy again thank and start you. skating again hey man thank you for even thinking of me to come on of here, course man. bro appreciate, appreciate you man. thank you we're out appreciate it you're that creature in the ginger beard sturdy and ginger like vampires the ginger gene is a curse gingers are beautiful you owe me five dollars for the whiskey and 75 dollars for the horse gingers are hell no this whiskey is excellent ginger i like gingers